Good morning, church family. Welcome to Fern Foundation Ministries. We are only a few minutes away from the start of today's service. So now's the time to grab a cup of coffee, find your seat, and watch this week's segment of FFM News. For our first announcement, Sunday night activities. Tonight, we will be having Sunday night activities here at the church. The high school youth group and middle school youth group will be meeting at 5.30, and Bible Memory will be meeting at 6. We will see you tonight. This upcoming Tuesday, February 6th, we'll be having Young Adults Group in Middlebury at Matt and Elizabeth's house at 6 p.m. This group is for ages 18 to 30. If you need the address or have any questions, visit our Connect Center for more information. The Peaceful Mom Ladies Bible Study is just around the corner. Betty Detweiler is leading this Bible study. It will be on Tuesday evenings at 6.30 in Portable 2. It will run for about 12 weeks. You must order the book for yourself through Amazon. The first meeting is February 20th. If you'd like to join or have any questions, visit our Connect Center today or contact Betty Detweiler. Ladies, mark your calendars for Monday, February 26th for Woman to Woman. It is at 6.30 p.m. upstairs in the youth room. It will be a Galentine's party. Wear pink or red and bring a snack to share. I also heard there will be a chocolate fountain. That's pretty cool. This group is open for all FFM ladies ages 18 and older. For more information, visit our Connect Center today. The annual youth group dessert auction is just around the corner. Mark your calendars for Sunday, February 11th. Everyone is invited to stay for lunch after the second service. The youth groups will be serving a meal and you get to buy some delicious desserts. This event is always a lot of fun and is a huge blessing to our youth groups. The funds will be used for both our middle school group Aftershock and our high school group Illuminate. Plan now and stay in support for our teams. There will be clipboards going around today's service. Be a part of the legacy of Firm Foundation Ministries forever by purchasing a four by eight brick that will be placed in the hallway of the new building. People have asked and yes, we have extended the deadline. You can buy a brick today. You can find the link to purchase a brick on our church website and church app. For more information, visit our Connect Center or contact Eli Schwartz today. Guys, it's time to register for our annual men's retreat. The dates are March 21st to the 23rd. Same place as last year, Paholo Retreat Center, right outside of Jackson, Michigan. This is always an amazing weekend to come together and be challenged as men to be instruments for God's glory. The cost is $200, which includes food and lodging. The deadline to register is March 3rd. You can find the link on our church app and website. For more information, visit our Connect Center today. For our next announcement, church mailboxes. Our mailbox system has been swapped out from alphabetical to a number system. Mailboxes will be assigned numerically. A directory is going to be hung on the side of the mailboxes for your convenience. We are also working to provide mailbox directories that you can take home when addressing Christmas cards, graduation cards, etc. If you would like a mailbox and have not had one assigned to you, you can fill out the mailbox request forms found at the mailbox center. For more information, visit our Connect Center today. This next announcement is for all of our visitors. If this is your first time here at FFM, we would like to welcome you. Thank you for coming and worshiping with us today. But also, we would love to get to know you. Please take a couple seconds to text the word NEW to 269-256-2474. That is 269-256-2474. In case you didn't catch it, that is 
888-242-2474. We look forward to connecting with you this week. Hi everyone, it's Pastor Don. This next announcement is about our Easter offering. Yes, it's that time of year where Easter is coming upon us. And every year at Easter, if you didn't know, we always take up an annual Easter offering for our building fund. We've said for years that God comes and gives his very best to us at Easter. And so we want to come on Easter Sunday morning and give our very best towards our Easter offering. No doubt you've seen the construction next door and how the gymnasium is coming along. And we need your help to finish it. And that's what our Easter offering is going towards this year, our Youth Community Building Fund. What our challenge for the Easter offering this year is one week's salary. What we're doing is we're asking every family in the church to consider giving one week's salary to our Easter fund for the building this year. How do you calculate that? Take your annual income as a family, divide it by 52, and that's your number. This keeps giving on an even level. This also gives everyone the aspect of adding faith according to their portion to our Easter offering. We're believing God for over $300,000 this year in our Easter offering. Last year was amazing, $225,000 as an Easter offering. This year, we cannot wait to see what God will do with our faith as we apply it towards what God is doing in the revival of our young people by providing a place and an environment for them to have an encounter with God on a weekly basis. We're asking you to believe with us. We're asking you to put your faith with us through our Easter offering. Consider, as a family, one week's salary this year in our Easter offering. God bless you. Let's watch what Jesus will do. And for our last announcement, Volunteer of the Week. This week's Volunteer of the Week is Guy. Why don't you guys go ahead and give Guy a hand? For those of you who don't know, Guy is one of our Brazilian exchange students, but he's also one of our sound guys here at church. Guy has been a sound guy since he got here from Brazil, helps out on Sunday mornings, and he also helped out with sound throughout the whole 21 days of prayer and fasting. Guy, my little bro, thank you so much for all that you do here at FFM. Come and see me, I'll get you a gift card to the Cross Culture Cafe. If you would like your announcement to be placed on this video segment, please email us at ffmnews96 at gmail.com today. Well, church family, that's all we have for this week's segment of FFM News. Thanks for watching and enjoy today's service. Good morning from Foundation Ministries. Good morning, church. It's so good to see you all here. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand of praise, right? We want to get right into some of the things we normally do before we get right into worship. Uh, so things are, are, are happening here. Bible Memory's got several awards this morning. So uh, come on, Mike and Donna, come up here. And as they come Sunday evenings, those readers who are too young to go to middle school uh, youth group, they go to Bible Memory. And every week we reward them for their efforts. We do, and we love giving out these awards because that means they've learned verses. And we've got, what, eight of them this morning between the two services. And they've learned, those eight of them have learned 2,093 verses wow. plus books of the Bible and a bunch of mandatory verses. So they're really working hard. And so we love to reward them. So Haley and Adeline DeWitt can come on up. And we have got... Um, 
Haley has memorized 50 verses, so we've got a blanket for her, an FFM blanket. And Adeline has memorized 100 verses and gets a Bible with her name engraved on the front of it. Way to go, Adeline. All right, and the Birches, Liam and Mason, have memorized verses, so they can come on up. And um, also, Lee, uh, Crystal and Lawrence help us on uh, Sunday nights with Bible memory. And I'm telling you, we couldn't do it without all the people that help us. They do amazing. Liam has memorized 200 verses, so he gets his $50. Good job, Liam. And Mason has memorized 600 verses plus the books of the Bible and a whole bunch of other verses. So for him, he gets a mystery gift. And what the mystery gift is, is uh, something that we talk to his parents and figure out what he would like that he doesn't expect to get, and then we go and get it for him. So you can go ahead and open it and see what you got there, Mason. And he got himself a Lego set. So good job, Mason. It's always fun to do these kind of gifts. So we have another mystery gift next service too. So it's going to be fun. These guys do awesome. Hey, man, if you're looking for some place to volunteer, get involved Sunday evenings, uh, Bible Memory can use your help. There are a ton of kids uh, um, at Bible Memory every week. So also our sermon, winner, sermon notes winner from last week, if you don't know the kids that don't go to Children's Church or Sunday School Hour, they, they're old enough that they stay in for the sermon. Uh, they do sermon notes, turn them in right over there. And our sermon notes winner from last week is Cameron Green. So let's give Cameron a hand, right? So Cameron, see my wife, she'll take care of you. <clears throat> now remember the mailboxes are changing. Uh, right now we have two empty mailboxes. Hello somebody. The church is growing in an incredible way, but we have ordered a new set uh, to fill in. It's going to be about 12 or uh, it's going to be a few months before it gets here as they build it. But uh, you, if you're confused about your mailboxes, it's no longer your name and alphabetical number. Uh, order. It's number system now. There's a ledger on each side, so make sure you check that. Find your number, and that'll be easy to do. Also, uh, we're continuing to roll out the Plan Your Visit uh, uh, app and everything that's happening. How many of you ever invite or bring people with you to church? Right? Come on, raise your hand. If you ever just bring, come come, come to church. So if you're afraid to invite people to church because you're wondering, will they be ta taken care of in those things? Uh, <clears throat> Devin has designed for us a plan your visit uh, app or uh, aspect. You got, there's a link you can go to. They fill out all the information every week going forward. We're going to have a team right out. Devin's put together a great team. They're going to be in the foyer expecting them. They're going to know their names. They're going to know what they need. All those things. We want to make sure that if you're bringing people to church that we care for them well. And so uh, we, we're going to roll that out officially here in a few weeks to give you all the info. You can do it right now though. You can go on our website or the app, plan your visit, click on it, right there. It fills out the information in about 30 seconds, and it's done. It is absolutely done. So we're excited about that. Let's give Devin a hand for uh, ch championing that. So you're going to see some people out front with a welcome shirt on here soon, and uh, they're going to be greeting our plan your visit people and those things. And the next part of it, if you're a visitor with us this morning, we want to welcome you. Let's welcome all our visitors. Amen. Come on, give them. As a matter of fact, if you're a visitor, we want to know about you. Listen, I'm not going to send you an envelope and ask for money, even though today is our annual tithing sermon. 
Hello, somebody. Um, you just happen to be here on this day. Text this number. We want to know who you are and how we can serve you. Uh, that's another thing that Devin is champion and heading up. Uh, it's incredible what it looks like. If you can just text this number, to text new to this number, we're going to know exactly who you are, what we need uh, to serve you better. All of this is incredible aspect to care for people, and so we're excited about it. Amen? Amen? Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Come on, stand up with me in this place. I don't know if, if many of you pay attention to February 2nd where the Groundhog Day, you know, he predicts whether we're going to have early spring or six more. He must have saw my video from a few weeks back when I called his buddy out back there. So uh, he's predicting early spring. So, I, I, you know, maybe he sent this to Punxsutawney Field and said, hey, man, uh, we got to have uh, help this year. So anyway... Uh, we're, we're grateful for this kind of weather in February. Isn't God good, right? And we just come to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who makes every bit of our life a blessing. So this morning, we want to give you the freedom to celebrate Jesus in this place, right? Right where you're at, the altar's always open. Someone will come and pray with you. Celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ today because that's why we are here. Amen. So Father, today we want to bless you as we lift up your voice. God, we know that as praises go up, blessings come down. So fill this place with your presence today. Lord, you promised us that you would inhabit, dwell, live among the praises of your people. And so, God, that's our heart today. Dwell in this place. Lord, we're not interested in a, a little visit, God. We want you to fill this place with your glory today. To change our hearts for your glory and your honor. Lord, our prayer is we don't leave the same as we came today. But we leave empowered, equipped, and changed for your glory and your honor. Receive our worship as we celebrate you today in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Let's worship God together, church. Come on. Here we go. Up your head. Up your head.
And now my life is yours And I will 
Thank you, Lord, for your presence. And so we were at the zoo a few weeks back, and I read this thing about the zebras with my daughter. That zebras, when they have a, 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 one of their family members that's wounded, they will surround that family member to protect them and to keep them safe. And so you see, Pastor Don's truck sits outside of this church 10 to 12 hours every single day. Day in and day out, Pastor Don and Lisa do marriage counseling, and, and, and Pastor Don is continuously building the vision of this church and building up visions to touch leaders around this world. And as many of us know, the further we go with the Lord, the greater the enemy's attacks. And day in and day out, Pastor Don and Lisa watch people leave their office testifying of the great things that God is doing in their marriage. Day in and day out, every Sunday, they, they have to hear people on this mic testify about healings that have happened and about marriages that have been restored and about prodigals that have come home. But just like Pastor Don shared with us in the Red Sea Revelations, day in and day out, they see God touching people's lives, doing these miracles, but every day they go home and Lisa is wrecked by pain from her arthritis in her body. Day in and day out, they see God moving miracles. They walk with the Lord and they're wondering, where is our miracle? Where is our healing? Come on, in this church, we have seen barren wombs open. We have seen cancer flee. We have seen drug addicts set free. Come on. And day after day, this is their battle as they're going to the next level. So yesterday, I was just, just thinking of Esther. And when she was in trouble and her people were in trouble, they called a fast. And so a bunch of us fasted yesterday for Pastor Don and Lisa. Come on. So we just want to right now, all the elders and their wives to surround Lisa and to begin laying oil on her and to pray for her. And you know what? Today during worship, I just want us to, to let the devil know that we won't be outdone by a bunch of zebras, but when one of our own is under attack, we will come together. And so if you're in this place today, we're going to surround Lisa and pray for her. If you fasted, come up and join the prayer. And if you have been touched by Lisa's testimony and you have been touched by Pastor Don, bearing his heart on this stage with all of us, being completely vulnerable, I want you to show God we know how to worship for one of our own. I want it to be like the walls of Jericho where they walked around and on the seventh day they gave a shout and the walls came tumbling down. Come on, I want us to worship in this place like we know that the Lord is in control. I want us to worship and praise in this place and show Pastor Don and Lisa that they raised a church that knows how to fight. They, know, they raised a church that knows how to worship. They raised a church that knows how to pray. And every day they come in here and encourage us. But today I want to turn the and let them know you didn't just fill a spot on a Sunday morning, but you discipled us. Now let us show you what we have learned. Devil, let your hands go off of our pastor's wife. We, uh, we command arthritis to release her in the name of Jesus. And we pray right now that the Lord God, instead of us being encouraged, that Lisa would leave this place being filled in a new and fresh way. Thank you, Lord. Come on, flood this front place with worship. Thank you, Lord. Love and ordained the ancient cross. How precious is my Savior's blood. The beauty of heaven wrapped in my shame. The image of love upon its ring. Having my heart was worth the pain What joy could you see beyond the grave 
love on my soul were dying How wonderful, how glorious my Savior's scars, victorious, my chains are gone, my debt is paid from death to In 
for your amazing resurrection power. But I thank you that in this room, God, in this moment, God, faith happens. Power of the kingdom of God rests among us. Lord, you raise up the broken. God, you bring us from lost to found. From empty to filled. From despair to joy. Lord, we thank you that you come to redeem all things. I thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord rests in this house and the strength of your people, God. The fact that your joy rests among us. God, you take pleasure in the worship of your people. So, God, we just receive the supernatural touching of your presence right now. In every way in this room, God, I know healings and deliverances. Breaking chains, open prison doors, God. Hallelujah, church. Hallelujah, church. Church, lift your voice.
life, I'd have temper tantrums. I would yell, shout, punch, and bite. But I got baptized in 2023. I haven't had one blowout, and I wanted to say, God is so good. He is so good. If you have any problems, just keep praying. And if he, if they are not answered yet, he will. Trust me. Come on. Come on. for what God can do. Out of the mouth of babes. Lord, today we receive your testimony, God, of your healing power. God, that you are setting the scene, God, to do what only you can do so only you get the glory. God, thank you for the bravery. God, thank you for the testimony, even of our young people, God. The freedom is in the house and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And the church said, come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. You can be seated. Amen. Go ahead and be seated. It's good to be in God's house. We'll dismiss the kids, and as the, the kids are being dismissed, um, can you tell everybody thank We want to say to you all who we didn't know that that was happening this weekend, that you're praying for my wife. And uh, we want to say thank you for doing that. And we're blessed to be a part of this. Uh, continue to pray over her health um, as we just kick the devil in the teeth. Come on. And it's uh, so good to see the hand of the Lord. Again, if you are a visitor with us this morning, we want to welcome you. Let's welcome all our visitors. Now, as you're getting settled and you're getting started, I got a couple of things that I do want to hit on real quick. Everybody say next week. All right, so next week is the annual dessert auction. Remember, our youth groups ask for no money in the budget. You've seen that when the budget came out this year that you uh, affirmed as a church. Uh, they raise all of their funds to operate on, uh, most of which comes through our annual dessert auction. That is next week, and that's after second service. And so, you know, uh, we're, if you come to first service, we're inviting you back. They will be serving lunch, okay? So you'll get lunch, and the youth are going to serve you. Um, and then uh, we're going to have all these desserts. There's a clipboard going around. Here's how it works if you're new. Uh, you bake a dessert, bring it to church, donate it to the youth group, and then they auction it, and you buy it back. <laughs> Amen? And I, I will say this. Like, I know that that cake might not be worth 300 bucks, but that kid is. And uh, last year, over $30,000 in one day, just in our annual dessert auction. <laughs> We're, going, we're taking, uh, I don't know, 30 plus of them and the chaperones, 40 of us, uh, to the DR in a couple of weeks. And that's about 70 grand uh, that they had to raise. Yep. Come on, give them praise, right? Like they raised over $70,000 for us to be able to go do this mission trip in the Dominican Republic. So um, we're excited about that. Uh, they're serious about their faith. You just heard testimony of one. They're serious about God moving in their life. And so I'm going to ask you to invest in the kids next week. Um, and to, to make it uh, to boot, uh, next week you will be able to tour the new building. Come on, let's give God praise for that. So um, I walked uh, the Ely's through it this week and they were like, oh my goodness, I, people need to see, I don't think people understand just how big it is. Uh, and so you get to, you're going to get to see all of that next week. Uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, I want you to be here for the dessert auction. It's going to be an incredible uh, moment to bless the kids, the youth of our, our church, to tell them how much 
We appreciate them and the life that they bring to our congregation. And each and every week you see them at the altar. You see them doing ministry. Uh, you see them unafraid, amen, to step out for Jesus. So uh, we want to invest in them. And it's such a fun time, right? And uh, even Devin Demos was guilty of bidding stuff up. Uh, so um, it'll be fun. Uh, if you come to first service, come back, um, you know, and, and join us and just have some fun for the afternoon. It's going to be great. Then, uh, listen, it's Super Bowl Sunday next week. And uh, you're going to need some desserts for the game anyway, right? So uh, it'll just add to that. So, amen. All right, here we go. Everybody say, here we go. All right, now listen. If you're new, this is your very first Sunday. Well, you came on a day. Uh, everyone in this church knows uh, that I preach uh, one time a year at least on giving. As a matter of fact, uh, Erica Cook and, and, and them, they were talking about us. They were just like, you guys, how do we even give? We don't even know. We've been here six months. We don't know how to give our tithes and our offerings because we just don't. We don't take up it. your offering. We receive it. And there are baskets out back. We don't talk about it a lot. But it's biblical to talk about tithing. And uh, the reason that I hesitate to push through every year, it's the hardest sermon I write, even though I enjoy teaching it, is just because of the attitude towards it. But I'm glad this morning, as we talked in our elders huddle, that we don't have to teach or preach on giving, on tithes and offerings. Because we're under compulsion, because we don't have enough. Your faithfulness, God has been pouring out through you, and look what God has done. Come on, let's give God praise for that, right? And so we're going to talk about it. We do it every year in our Renewing Our Vision series, and so everybody say, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It's been our key verse for this whole sermon series. Are you ready? I'm not. I'm not. Everybody, all the leaders asked me this morning, are you ready? Are you ready? Anyway. Now, faith is the substance, that's tangible, of things hoped for. And the evidence, as we learned last week, that is the proof, right? The proof of things not seen. Now, if you look real quick, just over one book, James chapter 2, verse 18. James says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the reading of the word. Bless it to the hearing of our ear. Posture our hearts to receive this word from you today in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Now, salvation, works don't, do not bring salvation. We're clear on that. But true salvation bears forth works. Right? Uh, before I moved to Michigan, I had never seen an apple tree in my life. Never seen one. I, I lived in Florida my whole life until 2003. This past June, or last past June, was 20 years we've lived in Michigan. Uh, we had orange trees. Beautiful tree. Right? Nice and green, full of beautiful, bright oranges. I get to Michigan, and I see a tree that looks like something out of a horror flick. You ever drove by one of these apple orchards in the winter? 
you're like, what horror movie did they record out there? Like, it's the ugliest thing you ever seen in your life. Let me tell you why you know the difference between an orange tree and an apple tree. One has oranges, one has apples. I did not mistake an apple tree for an orange tree. Why? Because of its fruit. So James is encouraging us in the moment. He's saying, right, we can talk about having faith, and that's a great thing, right? That's a great thing. He says, but when faith happens, action happens. When faith happens, that's been our title of our Renewing Our Series, action happens. Listen to me, church. When faith, when, when faith happens, there's a powerful connection between faith and action. Today, in particular, specifically, we're going to talk about it in the realm of tithing. A dime on a dollar. And as we renew our vision of being the people of God in the community to impact the community, I feel like God has been challenging us to be a people that show our faith as a church, as a faith family, in our deeds. It's not enough when we talk about refusing to be a church that just survives the Sunday morning meeting. Instead, we want to be a church that thrives out of what God is doing in our hearts and our lives, in our faith and those things. To be a church whose faith pushes it out of the four walls into the community to make a difference in the world that we live in. To refuse to be a church that is satisfied with just opening our doors on Sunday morning and say, y'all come. James, I believe, compels us to recognize that true faith is not merely a matter of words, but is evident in the tangible actions that flow from the heart that is surrendered to Christ. Now, I got to talk about it. Everybody say, talk about it. I got to talk about it. Because we want to see God move supernaturally. But we, we're afraid of the natural. Like we don't want to combine our natural with God's super. But the, the word supernatural is two words. The super part's beyond us. The natural part is us. People always say, well, God helps them who helps themselves. That's not true. And it's not biblical. It's not. People say, oh, it's in the Bible. God helps those who help themselves. It's not in there. If you can help yourself, God expects you to do that. God helps those who can't help themselves. I once was lost. And I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. So Jesus came. God comes to do what I cannot. God expects me to do what I can. And then he combines the super of the kingdom of God with the natural of the earth that I live in. And therefore, the kingdom of God is manifested in a supernatural way. If someone is healed, that's supernatural. 
If someone is delivered, that's supernatural. If someone is, is set free, that's supernatural. If someone is raised from the dead, that's supernatural. If an addict who was a slave is no longer, that's supernatural. Don't tell me we're not people who believe in the supernatural. You read the stories in the Bible. The Bible is full of the supernatural. The kingdom meeting the world in an incredible way. The parting of the Red Sea was supernatural. Jesus was God in the flesh. There's the supernatural. So tithing. I know it's a curse word. The practice of giving a tenth of our income to the Lord is a powerful expression of our faith in action. I'm trying to believe God to heal me from a headache, but I can't believe God to be faithful on a dime to every dollar that comes in my hand. See, this goes beyond the act of giving. Tithing reflects our trust in God's provision and our obedience in his word, supernatural. God's provision, super. My obedience, natural. And so the famous book for this topic is Malachi, or if you're Italian, Malachi. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't speak Italian. But in Malachi chapter 3, particular verse 10, I don't, I don't have to read it for you. I, it, listen, it, God invites us. It, see, most of the time we receive it as a condemnation that we're thieves and robbers. But I see an invitation here where God is inviting us to test Him in tithing. And in that invitation, he says, I promise to bless you beyond measure when you honor me with your resources. So let's just get it out of the way. Tithe equals 10 of first fruits. That's gross, not net. People always ask me, Pastor Don, am I supposed to tithe on my tax return? Are you a tither? Yes. Well, if you're a tither, then you've already tithed on that income. You're not required to tithe on your tax return. That's gross. But if you're a net, you're already in the hole and you haven't tithed yet. So you can't give an offering because that's beyond the tithe until you first given a tenth. Why a tenth? Because it's symbolic of it all. It's symbolic of it all. A tithe is not a tip. Yesterday, uh, Lisa and I went to lunch with David and Elaine, and I knew we were going to spend a couple of hours in the restaurant, right? I knew we were going to take up this waitress's table for a long time. And so as we walked in, the young lady that came over, I said, you're going to be our waitress. She says, I am. I gave her a $20 bill up front. She hadn't served us yet. I said, I'm going to take your table for a couple of hours. I want you to have this up front. Now, my tea glass never got half empty. Hello, somebody. See, everybody's like, well, if I, tie, if I tip up front, what, what if I get bad service? I've never, ever gotten bad service when I tip up front. We tipped on the backside of it, too. Tithe is not a tip. God's not interested in your tip. A tithe is not what's left over. God's not interested in your leftover. You see, the difference between the tithe and the offering is, watch this, the tithe belongs to God. Yeah. 
That's ownership. The offering is above the tithe, and so I freely give that. And that's where the blessings come. I, I want to blow your mind for a minute. Is it okay? I, I, wanted, I want you to just chew on something this morning because I want you to get this. I want you to get it good. What, why does God get to claim ownership of the first fruits in our lives? Why? Why does God get to do that? You ever ask yourself that question? Maybe you just aren't interested in it. You're like, wait, I, why, why does God? I don't, listen. Why does God get to claim ownership of the first fruits of my life? Why does he get to do You ever ask yourself that question? Well, what, what if I told you when it comes to the subject of tithes and offerings, God went first? Oh. What if I told you God was a tither? What? Revelation, not revelations. It's only one revelation, and it's the titles in the front page of your book right there. It says, The Revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not a book about end times. It's a book about the revelation of Jesus Christ in the end times. The book of Revelation 13.8 says this, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Listen what it says. Whose names are not written in the book. Everybody's going to worship him. Whether they, hello somebody. Watch this, I'm going to read to you again. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain before the foundations of the world. The question is that word before in the Greek, does it mean in front of or is it a reference of time? Obviously, it's a reference to time because he's talking about the foundations of the world, creation. So, Jesus was slain before God created anything. Watch this. God had a plan of redemption before he created anything. And in the creation process, he proves it. Watch. See, you can't just read your Bible. You've got to... See, first, watch what Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse, verse 12. And Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In John chapter 9, verse 5, Jesus again says, I am the light of the world. Now, why does Jesus say that? Because in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, Watch this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness. Everybody say darkness. Was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. Say it again. Light. Let there be light. And your Bible says, and there was. I set you up last week. You didn't even know. The very first expression in the creation process was God dealing with darkness. Light. God, in Genesis chapter 1, and the very first three verses of the book, is expressing Jesus. Oh. 
expressing Jesus into creation. Why? Because Jesus is the light of the there he is. He's right there. God is expressing him into the world. It's an incredible thing. 1 Corinthians 15, 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and has become the first fruits. So the Bible teaches that God intends for his word, the gospel, to be financed through two channels, the tithe and the offering of which Jesus was both. What? John 3.16. He's the only begotten first fruit of the Father and the sacrifice. Jesus is the first fruit expression of the creation and the offering for the redemption of creation. What if I told you God went first? Where would you and I be if God had not given first fruit and an offering? Oh, my word, church. Tithing is a demonstration of faith. It's a demonstration of understanding our theological walking with God in the Scripture. In the Old Testament, we can see several people who had a healthy relationship and attitude about it. Abraham. Everybody say Abraham. Abraham. Who lives 450 years before the law was given. So don't come up to Pastor Don and talk about, oh, tithing's part of the law. Read your Bible. Abraham lived before the law was given. And we've been talking about it. He believed God and God accounted it to him as righteousness. His faith was reckoned to him as a righteous standing in God's sight. Right here he is. God always intended for us to live by faith. The law was never given to bring us back into relationship with God. The law was given as a schoolmaster to teach us how far away from God we were to illustrate the need we have to be redeemed by someone who was the first fruit and the offering. Abraham. He, he just finishes in Genesis chapter 14. I don't have time to read your Bible to you. But in Genesis chapter 14, there's the reference. After completing a military mission, Abraham, he was overwhelmed with the compulsion to thank God for his blessings. And so what he does is he offers God a tithe as an expression of gratitude. Genesis 14, 20, write it down. Jacob, Jacob, everybody say Jacob. In Genesis 28, particularly verse 22, I love this because Jacob is struggling with some personal insecurities. You ever been there? You ever, you ever, you ever been there? You ever struggle with some personal insecurities? How can Jacob be someone who would ever struggle with personal... Come on, someone. During that time, he finds peace with God. You know how he finds peace with God? Because in a moment... Of struggling with personal insecurities. Jacob set up a testimonial stone that stood and offered a tithe of gratitude. Now the book of Malachi, that most of us don't like because we know it addresses the subject. 
And we want to say that tithing is under the law and I'm no longer under the law, I'm free from the law, those type of things. Listen, no man goes to heaven unless the law is fulfilled. Sorry about your luck. And you can't do it. That's why God sent the first fruit and the offering. He fulfilled the law. He didn't do away with it. Did you know that the law of God is not done away with? It's fulfilled. That's who Jesus is. Watch this. So Malachi, if he's writing this book uh, that he's writing that we have in the Old Testament, he's writing to some people who've got a bad attitude. You read it? Let me, let me express this to you. Malachi's writing to people who have bad attitude. Much like a lot of pastors have to preach to people every week, got a bad attitude. In Malachi chapter 1 verse 2, he's writing to people who doubted that God loved them. It says, in what ways, God, have you loved us? In Malachi chapter uh, 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 1, verse 13, they were bored with serving God. They were like, oh, this weariness. It's right in your book. In Malachi 2, 17, they doubted that God was the God of justice. Where is, that's what they said, where is the God of justice? It's all in there. So Malachi's writing to a people who've got a bad attitude, right? And so what he says to them, he says that your refusal to tithe is equivalent to robbing God. And we know that that's not a good thing because in Joshua chapter 7, Achan took what the Bible says was an accursed thing. And the whole nation was cursed because of it. Now, the word cursed, accursed in the Hebrew means devoted or committed. That belonged to God. It belonged, it was devoted. What Achan took was devoted to God. It belonged to him. And Achan took it and hid it for himself. And the Bible says the whole nation suffered because of it. Can I say this to us? Suffering always happens to anyone who is a consumer only. (laughs) It not only is a threat to themselves, but to everyone around them. If you are only a consumer, you're always suffering. See, a consumer never has enough. Come on. A consumer never has enough. You can never consume enough. You can never consume enough. Menards in Three Rivers. The lumber shop. Did y'all just see the storage section they, they built over there? They had a bunch of property they couldn't do anything with, and they couldn't sell it. So you know what the, the, the CEOs, the, the managers of Menards decide? Well, if we can't do anything with the property, let's just build storage. Because people have got stuff. And they got nowhere to put it. They just open the blasted things and they're full. Of people poking stuff away like chipmunks. Little chipmunks running around my yard drives my wife's little schnauzer crazy. She hates those things. She gets after a man, I'm telling you, and I'm, I urge it on, get him. I never see one that isn't stuffing something somewhere. (laughs) Suffering.
suffering always happens to anyone who is a consumer only, not only to themselves, but to everyone around them. Whenever something is a priority, it's characterized by two things, church. A priority is protected and a priority has commitment. So if giving or a tenth of what belongs to God is a priority in our life, we will protect it and we will commit to it. If God went first. So when we tithe, what we're doing is we're declaring our faith in God's sovereignty over our finances. It's an, it's an acknowledgement to us that 10% is a representation of the whole. It's an acknowledgement to us that, God, you are sovereign over everything in my life. I couldn't tell you last week. Not first service because it's live streamed. I told second service. But y'all remember Josh and Cody were here, my friends from Florida, who my wife and I have discipled since they were little. They believe in God for $10 million. This little church, people sitting on the... You couldn't get to the altar in their church because people are sitting on the floor. They're believing God for $10 million to buy some property and to build a church. This little bitty church. And so Josh and Cody started a 10 for 10. Like, there's our $10 million. We got faith. When faith happens, we're going to put it out there. We cast a vision so that everybody knows what it is. And every time you have a $10 bill that you can give, we want you to sow that seed with us towards our $10 million. They wanted to buy a 40-acre plot of land right on the main highway just north of Panama City Beach, a very expensive portion of land to build a church. It's located on 240 acres. They only wanted the 40 acres up front, and the gentleman who owned it agreed to sell it to them for a million dollars. Now, that's a lot of money for 40 acres, but it is on a four-lane highway just north of Panama City Beach. They cast their vision, and a businessman from Panama City, Florida... Who doesn't go to their church knows no one in their church who happens to be a Christian someone sent how we know we don't know sent him the sermon where they cast their vision and so for a couple of months he starts following the church he calls them up and he says to them hey you don't know me my name is so-and-so and I'm from Panama City Beach I'm a businessman I want to come and see you so they scheduled him to come he came and met with them and he said take me to the property that you talked about so they went to the property where they talked about. The farmer is there, and uh, he asked the gentleman. He said to them, to the, to the farmer who owned the land, he said, they, they said you're going to sell them this 40 acres for a million dollars. Yep. He said, um, but it's on 240 acres. And the farmer said, yep. The businessman said, how much you want for all 240 acres? And the farmer said, I'll take $4 million for it all. Again, it's prime property. He said, I want, it's 270, but 30 acres my house sits on. I want that for my family, but I'll sell the 240 for $40 million. Right there, this is after they left our church. Right there in their front yard a week and a half ago, in the front yard of that farmer, the businessman looked at the farmer and said, on Monday, I'm going to give you $4 million for this piece of property, and I'm going to give it to them. And he turned around to Josh and Cody and said, I'm going to give you $6 million, and we're going to build your church. They called us right away, Pastor Don, 
What do we do? So we laid out a checklist for them. Is this legit? Is everything going? Go to the bank. Can you even receive that kind of money? The businessman had it all set up. We're going to go to your bank. We're going to check all this money, right? The transfer into your bank's only going to be one way. It can only go in. Nothing can come out. Like he had everything set up. Monday. Everybody say Monday. This past Monday, they signed the contract on 240 acres of land. Faith happened. This little bitty church is full of first-generation Christians, people who have been saved out of depression, alcoholism, drug addictions, abuse, neglect. They've been thrown away. Josh and Cody went into that neighborhood, found a rickety old building, and started a church outreach to the lost and undone. Everybody that had been thrown away that nobody else wanted to church, their annual budget is almost $500,000 a year right now because they've taught their people what it means to honor God. And God has honored their faith. Yeah. What? They said, can you pray for us? I said, forget praying for you. Y'all need to be praying for me. I'm scrounging every penny for 1.7 for a gym. People just showing up giving you 10. Matter of fact, you need to come back down here so I can rub on you a little bit or something. I need some of that. So they said to me, Pastor Don, will you come down in May as a representative of Firm Foundation Ministries and do a land dedication for us? Come on, church. What are we doing? Everything belongs to God. Our willingness to give back 10%, a dime on every dollar that comes into our hand. The first fruits is an act of gratitude for his faithfulness and his provision. Tithing is not a legalistic duty. It is a heartfelt response to the goodness of God. And God asked us some time ago, church, what would we do with his goodness? Someone's texting me. In church. I love it. Hopefully it's somebody that's got $10 million. Hello? Is that you, Lord? <laughs> How'd you get my number? Let me do this in the last few minutes that I got because I want you to be blessed. I love that I get to preach this message every year without compulsion. I love it that there's no leader in my church that ever says, Pastor Don, you got to preach on giving. I love it that our financial team never has to come to me and says, because you people are faithful. This sermon has nothing to do with your unfaithfulness. It has everything to do with us continuing to respond to God's goodness. Amen. And it is calling some of us who are struggling in faith with this issue. Because we think it's been taught to us so much in two different ways. It's either a prosperity thing. I told my wife, I said, I ought to wear the most blingiest suit I got today. She said, please don't do that. It's been taught to us that way or it's been taught to us out of condemnation. And I always tell people, if I got to talk you into giving something or some circumstance, we'll talk you out of it. 
But if you get a revelation of the Scripture that God went first, what's the purpose of tithing? It's aligning our faith with our works. James 2, James, he's challenging us to align our faith with works. See, tithing becomes a visible expression of our trust in God's promise. I love it when people ask us, Pastor Don, how are you guys building that? You know what I tell them? Well, I raise the price of my sermons each week. (laughs) No. God's people are faithful. And tithing is becoming a visible expression of our trust in God's promise. As we faithfully give, we participate in God's work here on earth, supporting the ministries, meeting the needs, advancing the kingdom of God. As we are faithfully with the natural, meeting God in his super, look what God is doing! And how much more could he do? If 100% of this church, the families who call this home, believed God for a dime on a dollar for everything that came into their life. This verse teaches us some important things. See, the Apostle Paul, see, by tithing, we're able to systematically and regularly carry on the work of God. And so Paul gives us this example. He says in 1 Corinthians 16, he says, On the first day of the week, that's Sunday, everybody say Sunday. See, the reason we worship on Sunday and not Saturday is because Jesus resurrected on the first day of the week, Sunday. And so our worship on Sunday has nothing to do with the Sabbath. It has everything to do with celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? Jesus has become our Sabbath. We, as born-again believers now, don't rest in a day. We rest in a person. So you can wash clothes on Sunday and not get struck down by lightning, okay? (laughs) What Paul is saying here on the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper. Ooh, now I'm combining my natural with super. That there be no collection when I come. Did I tell you that if 100% of the families in this church would commit to a tithe, that I promised you we would never do another fundraiser? Isn't that what Paul just said? Isn't that what Paul just said? Because we wouldn't have to. What do you want to do? Just take the annual income of this area and give it by families. Our budget would be close to $4 million a year. What do you want to do? It only takes a dime on a dollar. What do you want to do? Listen, I was driving home from the gym the other day, right? And partway through, partway through, I got home. One of the sensors came up. I had a tire going flat on my truck. It was snow and ice everywhere. I was like, Lord, I do not want to be in a pile of snow trying to change a car tire or my truck tire. And it's a big old tires on the side of the road at, at, at 630 in the morning. And so I started praying. I was like, Lord, I tithe. Lord, I tithe. Get me home. Lord, I've been tithing. Get me home. Lord, I've been tithing. Get me home. Please get me home, Lord. And the Lord let me pull into my driveway with one pound of pressure left in that tire. Uh, Maybe that's silly to you. But to me, the Lord smiled. So what Paul is saying is be regular each week. It should be systematic. Lay something aside. Make it a habit. 
It should be proportional that he may prosper. Listen, by giving a tithe, you maintain the proportion of what God blesses you with. See, our deeds become a testimony of our living and active faith. I want that to happen. And the last portion is the overflow of blessing. As we faithfully tithe, what we're doing is we're positioning ourselves to receive the overflow of God. Now, these blessings, I believe, are extended to us beyond financial prosperity. They encompass our spiritual growth, our joy, our peace, our intimate connection, and, and with a generous Heavenly Father. Tithing is not a transaction. It is a partnership with God and His redemptive plan that we see was positioned before the foundations of the world were ever laid. God expressing Jesus. See, through our giving, God gets to express Jesus into a dark world. God's vision for this house is worth our partnership. God's vision for this house, to be the people of God in the community, to pack the community, and to establish a network of churches that are in every community to impact that community. God's vision for this house is worth our partnership. So when I talk about this dessert auction next year, why? Why does that bring apprehensive? It shouldn't. There ought to be 50 grand coming next week. We love you. We love you. And in this house, you will be supported. When I talk about the Easter offering, I'm saying as a family, just pray about one week's salary. That puts giving on an even level. Some of you wake way more than I do. But when we say, think about one week's salary, divide your annual salary as a family into 52, that's the goal. If you can't get there, amen? Remember, this is an offering. It's above tithe. There's blessing on whatever you give. I know there are some in here that are going to give way more than that. But our testimony could be what? We built a $1.7 million building and didn't have to fool the bank. Because I can, you know as well as I do, fooling with the bank is a pain. What about the Easter offering? See, to quote a great prophet and a great philosopher. I'm going to quote him. I'm going to quote a great poet, prophet, and philosopher. His name is Miles Minute. I got to do it again. I got to do it again because some of y'all don't know this great poet, this great philosopher, this prophet. I'm going to quote a great poet and a great philosopher. His name is Miles Minnick, and he says, you got to sow where you want to go. If you don't know who Miles is, he's one of Breno's rapping buddies. You got to sow where you want to go. Where we want to go. Ten for ten. Look what God did. That was silly. It was stupid, ten for ten. That's so silly. You never go. Ten dollars is nothing compared to ten million dollars. Really? That's what God declares is a hundredfold. James 2.18 challenges us to go beyond mere words, to demonstrate our faith through our deeds. And I want to say to you that as your pastor, I love you. And this eldership team, we love you. And we never sit in a meeting where we are ungrateful for your faithfulness. 
But tithing is a tangible expression of our trust in God's provision and a declaration of His Lordship not only over our lives but over the vision He has called us to. And as you and I embark on the journey of God that He has us on together, faith and action matters. Our tithing will be a testimony to a lost and dying world. Look what can happen when God's people partner with Him. And let us, let us be a people whose faith is seen and felt in the impact of our deeds. I heard a story. I'm going to close with this. Come on up here, worship team. I got to spend some time in Africa doing it with the Bible college this past year. We did incredible. It was fantastic. I got to set up you know, a bunch of colleges there. We did several graduations uh, it was unbelievable uh, to see the Bible College in 52 nations. And uh, we were there in Kenya. We were there in Tanzania. We were there in Ethiopia. Listen, in Kenya and Tanzania and Ethiopia, there ain't no place for Pastor Don to hide. Beautiful. The people were beautiful. The response of God was Beautiful. And this, I heard this story, it just reminded me of my trip last year, and they're going again in February. I couldn't go with them again to do the graduations again uh, because we're going to Dominican. But I heard a story of a missionary in Africa who received a knock on the door of his hut one afternoon, and he answered the door. And what he found was a native little boy holding a large fish in his hand. And the little boy said to the missionary, he said, you taught us what tithing is. So here, I've brought you my first fruit, my tithe. And the missionary, he gratefully took this large fish, and he asked the boy, he says, well, if this is your tithe, where's the other nine fish? And the little boy looked at him with a big old smile and says, oh, they're, they're still in the river. I'm going to go get them now. Faith happens. You combine the natural with the super. I'm not even talking about something you can't reach. Every one of us probably have a dime in our pocket right now. That's the amount of faith God is saying. Partner with me, and I will release the super of the kingdom of God among you. Because you'll be funding my vision with a dime on every dollar. Here's my question Will you be a tither? God was a tither. He went first. You ought to be happy about it. What if God had not given the first fruit and given an offering? Now I'm going to issue a challenge. Will you stand with me? I do this every year. I have done this every year for the 30 years that I've been preaching. The issue of the tithe dime on a dollar if every family in this church would commit to that our vision has no ceiling let me say it again if every family in this church would commit to that our vision has no ceiling that blasted thing you see that's the devil trying to distract us 
Take this thing away. Here's my challenge. Give me one year. Everybody say one year. One year. Tithe a dime on every dollar that comes into your hand. At the end of that year, if you are not better than you are right now, I will let you get up in front of this church and tell them. For 30 years, I have issued that challenge. Not one person has been able to get up in front of the church and say, I'm worse off. Not one. Instead, in this church, there are testimony after testimony after testimony that says, Pastor Don, I don't understand it. I don't make any more money than I made before. But I took your challenge. Now, you got to be faithful. If you're going to get up here and tell the church it didn't work, you're going to prove the numbers. But everyone who get up here and say, I took the challenge, a dime on every dollar that came into my hand before the government, because God is greater than government. You better be happy about that. At the end of that year, if you're not better, let's talk. But 30 years of preaching this message, not one person has ever been able to do it. But countless have come back and testified that God kept his word. God kept his word. Starts right there in your home. That God keeps his word. Over and over and over and over and over again. Right here in this room. If, I, if we had the time, I could pull people up who have said, I, I can't believe this. I, I, Pastor Don, this is unreal. Merle, Merle Schwartz's testimony was unbelievable the one year. He was like, this, this doesn't make any sense. Like on paper, it just, it can't happen this way. But it happened this way. I want you to take the chance. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. You don't have to. But I want you to understand, if God has called you to this place and you believe that the gospel that we preach here transforms lives, it's worth your investment. And so let's pray. Can we do it? Father, in Jesus' name. (laughs) First, Lord, we want to say thank you for going first. Thank you, God, that no matter what you call us to, God, you've already gone before us. So in this place today, with our hearts and reverence, we say, Lord, thank you that you gave first fruits, that you expressed in creation, Jesus, at the beginning. He is the light of the world. And in this place this morning, Lord, we thank you that you gave him as an offering. Now, Lord, we don't have to answer the question, what would we do? If you didn't give first fruits and an offering because you did. So we, stepping into faith, dime on every dollar. That our giving reflect our faith so that you get all the glory and honor. God, and from this giving, let a region of churches be planted that also are the people of God in the community to impact the community. Let an army be raised up, God. Let young people be discipled, God. Father, let not the chaos in the world touch us, God. 
Lord, I'm reminded, God, that, Lord, of all the ten plagues, your people were not touched, God. You protected them. The blood was over them. Lord Jesus, right now, we pray over this word. I, I want to ask particularly, Lord, that you let it be a seed in our hearts. Protect it, God, that the enemy can't come and steal it and the world can't choke it out. But instead, because of it, the lost get saved, the sick get healed, and the captive get set free. And the Lord, because of it, the lost get found and equipped, the equipped get used for your glory, and your kingdom prospers on planet Earth. We pray it in Jesus' name. Will you sing with us? Never fails us. I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Well, the question is, what will we do with the goodness of the Lord? Oh, my life, you have been fed. speaking to us. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. Come on church, declare it in this place.
faithfulness, Jesus. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Lord, we thank you for this morning, this word. Thank you for the fruit that will come from it. Our heart. Let's express your kingdom into this world, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us a place to do that with freedom and joy. Do it only you can do so you, only you get the glory. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said? I'm going to give the Lord a hand of praise. Listen, if you are new, please text uh, new to that number, or you can go right out there and scan the QR code. I want to know who you are. It's a great honor for you to be here. Amen. Turn around and tell your neighbor, God went first. <laughs>